Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. You can find Nick and I at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook or go to TikTok, interact with us there, HyperClean Store. This is the community pub. I don't have any can to go, you know, I wish that'd be great, but I'll just have to do my uh, mediocre sound effects because we are stuck right now. We're on this kick of Corona Premier out of a bottle and uh, man, we can't get out of it. This is uh, this has been the summer drink and uh, I had to pick up some beer for tonight and I walked by it at the store and I was like, eh, can't pass it up. And we got the old school, uh, Remember these, the old school uh, koozies that were uh, bottle koozies that had the pints of polishing logo on it. And they, uh, they're patterned after little hoodies. I always love these things. Marty, where's your line? Well, in the fridge somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I did find my beach. I did find my beach. All right. I bet you guys are a lot like me. When you see cop lights, there's something that happens inside of you. What that is, though, I don't know. Lucas, what do you feel when you see cop lights? Because for me, today, running a little short, trying to go to Sam's, grab some uh, printer ink. So we're out of ink, right? Never fun. Don't have time to get it ordered. I have to run to Sam's, try and grab some. Cutting it short, getting up to the light, which you're going to take a ride on. You're at that, you know, that line where, you know, you're not supposed to pass. It turns yellow. You're getting up to the light and you know it's turning red. Sure enough, turns red. And there's that chance for the Texas roll, as we call it here, where you just kind of roll on through to the right, but you make sure that they haven't left yet, right? Because if those cars have left that are going to go straight, you got to stop. But if they haven't left, you got a chance to get out there. I checked the tires that hadn't moved, so I'm pulling out. And as soon as I do, I... I look up and the second car behind them, I saw some lights. By the time I had seen them, I was already too late. I was halfway out through the intersection, taking my right. What went through my mind was, <gasps> but as I looked in the rear view mirror, nothing turned on, made it into Sam's. No problem. I was plumped. But Lucas, I imagine you probably are a little quick around the corners and uh, you catch up to speed real quick. Do you ever, uh, you see cop lights? What goes through your mind? What goes through you? Just saw some about an hour ago. And <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to be, get super stressed out, feel that sinking feeling in your heart of, oh yeah. shit, I'm getting a ticket or I'm going to jail or whatever. Now they just annoy me. I, I don't really like them anymore so now i'm just getting annoyed when they try and pull me over and i haven't been pulled over yet this year i don't think but yeah he he put his lights on for someone else and just i just pull over right away and then whew, straight past me that's the best right that's yeah. the best you, you go i haven't been pulled over yet this year i will at some yeah. point i'm yeah. sure we're knocking on wood for you there man i'm gonna Thanks. find it somewhere yeah yeah hey what about here? <laughs> all right mac 
What about you, man? Oh, hey, Mac, uh, this weekend, uh, guess what I'm going to be eating on Sunday? Oh, let me guess, a tour of Italy. <laughs> no, I will not be eating the tour of Italy. At, at the Olive Garden. Olive Garden. I know, but my mom loves her salad and breadsticks, and it's her birthday, and that's what she requested, so I got to roll through Olive Garden and grab some some of their salad <laughs> and breadsticks, no doubt. Yeah, I'll, be there, I'll be there this weekend, too. I'll be there tomorrow night. <laughs> Don't blame you. All right, so what about you, man? What goes through you when you you see cop? Oh, man, I got my first ticket for the first time in four years on Monday. Um, I was heading to, over to a detail, um, and I got halfway there, and I realized I forgot my, my gallon of APC, my concentrate. I turned around, and I was almost to the house, and I blew a stop sign. And um, I did the whole, like, stop, and then I just, I just kept going. And um, you, you, it was a bike cop, and you pulled up behind me and, and he got me, man. No yeah, fun. An expensive ticket too. Eh, 50 bucks. You know, I'm just going to hire an attorney and let him take care of it. Never oh. hear from it again. Shit. If you blow through a red, a red light or a stop sign in Michigan, it's an instant $250 ticket. Ouch. Wow. Yeah. 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 Is there points too, or just a ticket? I think it's four points. Depends on the County though. In my County, I'm pretty sure it's four. That's the one thing I don't think I've ever gotten a ticket for is not stopping for a red light or a stop sign. Yeah. Uh, I've had a few tickets myself. Hmm. That's what it is back in the day. <laughs> Derek, what about you, man? Um, Cooking with Nick, just put that away. Just put yeah, the Miller Lide bottle away, man. That's ranking up there with old Dustin and his, uh, his bush latte. you boomers. <laughs> I was gonna say the um for me it's always when you're about to pass someone is driving too slow so you gotta get out in the right lane to go like you know 80 90 get in front of them real quick because they're just driving like an idiot and then you look and then you don't see it there's a cop there and you look and you're just like oh like you gotta just squeeze your whole body together to look like you're going slow but I mean, I got lucky the other day. He didn't do nothing, but um, you said you said squeeze your body so yeah, that it looks like you're going slow. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Everyone knows. I have what I'm no idea about. what you're talking yes, about. You like the cop, like you hold the way, you're just like ah, like but you think slow, like slow, and the cop's just like, yeah, he's going slow. The seat has a new hole in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Dustin, what's the West Virginia cops like? You, you get pulled over? Are you always scared? Or what, what's it been like up there? Uh, depend, depends on if it's, uh, you know, one of our city cops or not. If that's the case, eh, I ain't worried about it. But <laughs> if, it's, if it's state or county, man, you're probably getting tickets. So uh, they're pretty hardcore. Yeah, what goes through your mind when you see a cop? Are you... You ever care about it, or you're like, ah, whatever. Uh, usually I just cruise on by. I mean, if you're gonna get a ticket, you're gonna get a ticket. So it is what it is. I did get one in Virginia last year that I ended up. I had to hire a lawyer to go and fight this thing because it was gonna be reckless driving, and it was on 77. And no later, like I got the ticket on Friday. I had letters in my mailbox from local law offices from this small town showing my my ticket and everything i'm like what kind of small town scam is this and uh the racket 
Dude, it, it's insane. It's nothing but a gimmick. So I ended up hiring a lawyer to fight this thing. It, caught, it ended up costing me like, I don't know, 400 bucks to make it go away. Hey, they got their money. They're happy. Yeah. That's all they care about. <laughs> no kidding. Cooking with Nick. What's on the menu tonight? For once, a woman has actually requested something. Unfortunately, it's my mother, but it's Bolognese. So we're doing Bolognese. <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> was going to say, great job, Nick. You know, who's the lucky lady? <laughs> but hey, Nick's mom's got it going on, so, you know. Stacy's mom has got... All right, Nick, yeah. so you're rolling around... Uh, are you you're kind of a speed guy? You you fly around Ooh. a lot? Do you you see cops? Is it to piss you off or what? Um, what I am a notorious speeder. Um pretty much wherever I go, it's usually 10, 20 over, um, regardless of the road, unless it's in like a tight residential neighborhood, then I'm then I'm strict about it. But like um I have a radar detector and I very quickly learned where cops hide around my city. Um kind of know what to look for so I'm, I'm really cautious about where you know i'm speeding and whatnot but if i see a cop 75 percent of the time i'm prepared for it and i've, I've slowed down knowing that there's going to be a cop right there and it's no issue but every time i see a cop and i'm not prepared for it it's like okay hit the brakes play it cool and just pray just hope for it and so far i have not gotten a ticket since like 2016 2017 so it's been a minute nice man lucky for, a, for a long time now yeah yeah last one i got was in argus i was flying around a corner trying to make it to the lake because i had two screaming little kids in the back and i mean they were young right so y'all know when there's young young kids that are in there still in their little chairs and stuff you know like brutal all they do is want to scream and yell and one of them was just like a tiny baby it's like, uh, I got to get there fast. So I was flying around the corner. Sure enough, I'm going this way on the right on a corner. He's coming around this way. I pass him and all I do is just pull over. Like <laughs> he didn't even, he didn't even help me out by any means. Like literally as soon as I stopped, my daughter started, stopped crying. And I'm like, what the hell? Y'all start crying again. Come on, come on. He'll understand. Nope. And sure enough, he didn't. Mark, what about you, man? Uh, you uh, Thanks for hopping on. Nice to meet you, Mark. Who are you? Where are you from? Hey, how's it going, man? Um, yeah, I'm from El Paso, Texas, uh, way down here with Mr. Mac. Uh, yeah, just glad to be on here. It's my first time on here. Yeah, cool, man. Glad to see you. Thanks for hopping on. What that's about it. you? What are the cops like down there in El Paso? Do you see them? You get kind of cringy? Do you uh, squeeze... Um, squeeze to make yourself look slower or what do you do well i have uh i have an inferno orange camaro that uh screams for their attention um so last year my girlfriend bought me the escort uh police radar so that saved my ass but but yeah i i think they know us pretty well i have uh i think i have like six pending right now <laughs> 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 well, yeah, i got i got six pending and then a funny story um my girlfriend probably like Three months ago, she got a ticket twice in the same week, same speed, same cop, same area. So, yeah, they, they know us pretty well. Ooh, no brakes on that second one, huh? No, it's a it's a Jetta. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lucas, what do you think about that? 
but my wife drives only the best. <laughs> oh. All right, let's do a little bit. We hadn't done this in a little while. Let's do a little bit of Would You Rather. All right. Mm. We've got a couple of Would You Rathers tonight. So here we go. Would you rather, and Mark, I'll tell you about this little game. I give you two options. You get to choose one or the other. You don't get you don't you don't get your cake and eat it too. It's either your cake or you eat it. One of the two. I don't know. All right. I'd rather buy and sell. Ah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Love it. All right. So would you rather, Lucas, we'll start up there. Maybe we should start with Derek's wife. Hey, Derek's wife. <laughs> yeah, they, they said hi. <laughs> uh, all right. Would you rather, Lucas, would you have rather started detailing 20 years ago when there wasn't as many people? It's a lot simpler. Techniques were a lot simpler. Probably it was a little easier. Or would you rather start in 20 years from now where you can imagine how many poor people have come in over the past 20 years, how much more technical it's gotten, but also how much more awareness detailing would be growing in 20 years, right? There's going to be so many more people needing detail, hopefully, in 20 years. So, Lucas, would you rather start? have started 20 years ago or 20 years in the future? Probably 20 years in the future. Well, how was that? Cause I mean, I, I was five years old, 20 years ago. So it's not like I have a great idea of what it was like, but from everyone I've heard that's been in a long time, they said there wasn't really money in detailing to the level that there is today back then as a generality rather than there's a lot more high ticket items that detailers can sell nowadays. And I'm sure with technology that progresses in all industries, we're going to have stuff that sells even higher in the future. So I'm excited for that. And even if it stays how it is, I know for a fact that I can make more money in today's detailing industry than vacuuming and doing all the basics from the 90s. Cool. Thanks, man. All right, Mac, what about you? I would probably say 20 years into the future. Just, just the excitement of all the, the new technology and the stuff that I would get to see you guys aren't worried also about the amount of competition there's going to be the, the I don't know I think that's going to be more technology but maybe that means there'll be simpler ways to do it and so more people just do it themselves I don't know there's always going to be competition out there like there's a dime a dozen details out there you know there's so there's so many people out here there's mobile detailing that end up just dropping out because they can't handle it like Mark yep <laughs> I think you're just talking some trash here. I love it. Nicely done. Mac, Nicely Mac, done. I'll meet you on the east side. <laughs> All right, Derek, what about you? Ooh, damn. Probably 20 years in the uh, future. Kind of like what Lucas was saying, only because, uh, you know, actually... Damn, Mark, this is a tough one. I'll, I it don't is, know. right? I don't know because, oh my God, I don't like, I don't. You want to pass? You want I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. All right. Hey, Brian, we'll get to you, but that this way you know what, what the question is. It's would you rather, would you rather be of detailing 20 years previous when everything was a lot simpler or 20 years in the future? When there's going to be even so much more technology. Dustin. 
Oh man, that's a tough one from the business aspect. Yeah. I mean, definitely 20 years in the future. Uh, but if you're looking at it as, you know, enjoying like enjoyment, I think 20 years in the past, it would have been much more enjoyable. You know, it's a lot of old school guys, stuff like that. Rotary buffers. It wasn't so intricate. It was more, man, I got a shiny ride. Right. And now it's nitpicking everything and it's just a totally different scale. So I think as for enjoyment, 20 years ago, man, it would have been a blast to be a newbie in the end of the detail industry. All right. Look at him go for the 20 years ago part. You can't take both. All right. I already told Mark he's not allowed, so I can't let you take both. I'm just going to go ahead and sign the last one. You said, <laughs> Hey, you didn't like my joke the other day, Dustin. You didn't like my joke. Which one? Oh, the one that I do every week almost. Uh, the Dodge guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I, I'm that guy. I noticed myself today. I pulled up in the drive thru and man, I was right up on the ass of this little car. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you're probably thinking, this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. Probably so. What is that, a Modelo? Twisted tea. Oh, wow. Look, we got another tea drinker. There we yeah. go. I had right. too many bush lights this weekend with uh, tomato juice. So I've, I've had some real bad acid reflux in the past couple of days. So I'm hurting. I needed some tea. All right. Well, tea it is. Cooking with Nick. All right, man. So what about you? Would you rather 20 years ago or 20 years in the future? Well, Nick's got to walk away. He's got too much background noise. There we go. Um, man, I'm torn on this, man, because, like, I I'm imagining 20 years previous, okay, you make a big shop, and you, you get everywhere, you know, there's no marketing, and, or, excuse me, not marketing, there's no, like, social media. You can't post on Instagram everything you're doing, and you can't really gain a huge following, but if you secure a deal and it blows up, like, say you, you – you land a deal with like Meguiar's or, or a huge branding deal and, and you get to blow up and you get to start a company, it blows up and you have a little bit more time to grow your company and you be, and you could become something huge like Meguiar's or whatever. But at the or same time, like you, you couldn't exactly, but you couldn't share your love, or your passion as much. And that's what's in it for me. So in 20 years, I'm going to have, in my opinion, cars that are a lot prettier, a lot better looking. And a lot more fun in it. Technology is going to be better. Things are going to look better, I think. So I, I, I'm going to have to settle on in the future. There's just okay. going to be more technology out there. There's going to be, I think, more fun in the game. And to me, that, that's what it's all about. It's, it's the fun of it and the enjoyment of it and being able to share that, that passion. Cool. It's about Thanks, the, uh, you know, the community. Community. I like it. All right, Mark. Oh, you're on mute. Hold on. We got to unmute you there. Hold on. Unmute. All right. Can you hear me now? All right. Yeah. I wasn't looking forward to this one. I, I have no clue. So a part <laughs> of me wants to say 20 years ago, uh, just because, I don't know, I, when I listen to like older people talk, like my mentors, I, I, I get jealous when they say stuff like, oh yeah, I've been doing this for 15, 20 years. And I'm like, man, I want to get there already. Um, so yeah, like a part of me wishes I would have started earlier. Like I could, if I could go back in time, 
um, like everybody's saying, like technology and stuff, the game would have been so much easier. Just throw some wax on a car and, oh, wow, that's shiny. Look at that Terry towel. <laughs> now, now Karen up the road knows what a swirl looks like because of TikTok. So, so I don't know, man. And then you look at the future, so you look at the future side of it. Like there's so much cool stuff that's coming out every day, you know? So, but if I had to pick one, I would say the past. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Screw the Karens. <laughs> oh God. But you're absolutely yeah. right, man. It was Terry towels and carnauba wax. Yes, sir. Uh, the, the, the waxes that kind of predestined what we are calling now sort of like an, an all in one was a cleaner wax. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I enjoyed most. I mean, you, I had a lot of, I think it was a lot of solvents, a lot of stuff that were in those cleaner waxes because you know, those little dots on a white car. Mm -hmm. Now we get out with clay bar. You used yeah. to get it out with, <laughs> with the, uh, <laughs> the little yellow carnauba wax. It had something in it, right? You don't know yeah. what it was, but it had some solvents and had all kinds of stuff as a, uh, as the cleaner wax. And boy, it got out a lot. So, uh, you're right. You could just go over it with that. It pulled a lot of stuff out of the paint. Customers loved it. Everybody was happy. All right, Brian, I know you're taking a break from getting ransacked by your cat, was it, I think? You got attacked by your cat there? That was my black lab. <laughs> oh, that was your black lab. Wow. What a big old he's boy. Like a, he's very similar to a cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what about you? This would be interesting. Could, well, would you go back, I, go back to I, 20 years, or would you go I, in the future 20 years? I worked 20 years ago, and plus some. Um it, it was uh it was much harder back then i don't think people realize what a cakewalk it is today so i can't imagine what it'd be 20 years in the future i mean i i mean back then to get a job we we beat down doors you know you you didn't have a job that day or you, you know somebody canceled you had to go out and you, know, you hustle you didn't you didn't get on social media and put a put something out like hey we got a deal today anybody look for you know shoot some messages here and there I mean, you went door to door. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just you know, reaching out to somebody. I don't think people realize um, how hard it was back then. Now, if I knew what I knew today back then, then I'd probably be pretty well off in my life right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a different time back then. I mean, it was you were hustling every day. I mean, there was I mean, you didn't know somebody canceled and you didn't have cell phones. You didn't know somebody canceled. They show up and they're like not there or <laughs> tell you, Oh, I forgot it was today. And you know, then, then you're around job site or whatever it might be. We were completely mobile back then. Um, so it was, I mean, people can say 20 years ago, but if you weren't there 20 years ago, it's a, it's a different animal. I mean, it, you were hustling every day to fill that slot and get jobs and, you know, making sure the next day was filled. There was no, you know, there was no calling on a cell phone real quick or you, know, you might page somebody, you know, or your beeper might go off and, you know, someone might have 911 on it for a detail or something, but. Yeah, no, they just a, had boobies. That was always the best. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was different times, man. It was fun. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it's, so I which, mean, it's. A which case. way? What, which way are you going? I think I go 20 years in the future. I'm excited to see what it's going to be like because. Just seeing how it's changed in five years. I mean, this industry in five years, this industry has changed more than it has in 70 years, probably prior. 
I mean, it's it's wild to see how fast things have changed. See a number of people get involved, and you know, younger kids get into it. Uh, when I mean, when I was when I was eighteen, it was look you looked down upon. You were like, yeah, you're gonna detail cars, you know. I'm, I mean, my own mom was like, dude, that's terrible. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> you know. So, it's uh, it's 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 a different world now. Twenty years from now, I think it's gonna be a pretty wild industry. Cool. Thanks, man. Good to see you. Yeah, good seeing you, brother. Wes, I think you're there somewhere at the garage. Are you going to be able to come up to the – or you got your Bluetooth on? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> nope. We're going to skip you, Wes. We're going to skip you. We'll go back to Derek. Derek, you didn't get out of that one. So what do you got to do, yeah. 20 years in the past or 20 years in the future? All right. Okay, so I'm gonna have to go 20 years in the past, even though a man here just said how how crazy it was. And brought up some good points, but I just think in 20 years, like everyone was saying, how fast the industry is moving, all these different products and stuff. If I think eventually it's gonna become really oversaturated, and a lot of a lot of that stuff might be done, like anyone could really do a lot of the, maybe the same stuff that we're doing as far as paint goes. And then it's gonna be like, obviously, there might be something else that we could uh, details could edge up on like the average consumer but i feel like products are gonna get so easy now that it's like you know you spray something on a car is protected for two years and you're done you don't have to do nothing else type stuff so i'd say 20 years in the future oh Wait, you past, would... past, past, yeah past, yeah sorry. i was Wait, like past. wait a second <laughs> past, past sorry 20 years in the past yeah. yeah 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 all right so let's uh let's continue the conversation that we started Last week, we were talking all things ceramic coating prep. We're going to get into some stuff. I, I, there's actually fun part that I want to kind of geek out on of uh, when we get into it. But, but I've been reading. I've been, uh, well, not reading. I've been listening to a book, right? I don't read too well. I've been listening to a book. Does anybody know the, uh, the football coach of uh, the Seattle Seahawks? Hmm? Anybody? Little one, two, three. Anybody know? Pete Carroll? Right. Started, uh, started a little small college. Then went to USC. I never liked him because I was a Notre Dame fan and, uh, they always had some, some big rough goes. And, uh, I also didn't like him because I went to the, uh, OU, uh, orange bowl where Matt liner just destroyed us. And, uh, we left, uh, in like mid third quarter because it came out the second half and he threw that, long touchdown bomb down the left-hand side. And we were like, this game is over. I mean, they, they absolutely destroyed us. So I never was a huge Pete Carroll fan just because we were always going against him, but he's got some really good positive things to say in this book. And, and one of the things that, that came out, which I, I think it'll be interesting was a little segment where they were talking about what it takes to become elite. I think most in the detailing world would love to define themselves as an elite detailer. We, we have people that go into groups that they're suddenly elite. We have people that get certifications and suddenly they're elite. Uh, we get master trainers that are suddenly elite. What does it take to become elite? How many hours does it actually take for an individual to do one thing over and over and over? And I want you guys to take a quick guess. We'll just go around the room real, real quick guess. How many hours do you think, Lucas, it takes somebody to do an activity over and over and over? How many hours until they become elite? 10,000 hours. Damn. <laughs> Game over. 
Got it. <laughs> 10,000 yeah. hours. That's the rule. If you're going to be an expert in something, you have to have done it for 10,000 cumulative hours. I should have called on somebody else. Damn it. <laughs> Nicely done, Lucas. Nicely done. Yeah, 10,000 hours. Did you hear the stat on what, like, if somebody's going to get beyond that to become number one? No. You, you double it. 20,000 hours. 20,000 hours. So everybody that wants to be the best and says they're the best, I mean, ceramic coating best, the uh, paint correction best, you're 20,000 hours. Just to become elite at paint correction, you would need to spend 10,000 hours behind a polisher. That sounds Which miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just hold uh, it up right now. It's a lot, right? It's crazy. So it makes you think, okay, what's going to take me a long time to become really great at something? What do I want to spend my time being? What do I want to be elite at? Right? Do you really? Dustin, great answer. Sounds miserable. Do you really want to be elite at polishing paint? I don't Absolutely know. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. I want, I don't really care to be the best detailer. I, I want to be the one that makes the most money though. There you go. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> well, one of the ways that that gets done, apparently that we talked about, somebody brought up earlier is the amount of ticket prices that we've seen, right? I mean, it's been uncommon for the rest of the industry. Brian mentioned what the past five years have looked like, you know, previously, right? You didn't see those ticket prices. Will we in the future? Not sure. Not sure, but nope. what, what would make somebody elite? What would make their overall business elite? Customer service, top tier. Uh, I mean, look, look at, look at Nick, look at his business, VR auto spa, look at all the cars that he touches in a week and then go to social media and look at these shops that are elite, right? And they aren't touching near the amount of cars he's doing. They aren't providing near the customer service. And I guarantee you they've got a lot of headaches with all their film and their coatings and this, that, and the other versus companies like VR. A lot of, most of his customers are repetitive, you know, maintenance. Like you guys have talked in the past. I mean, that sounds like elite to me, not whoever's doing these high ticket jobs all the time. And we don't really know their numbers. They might look great on social media, but uh, when you break down the rest of it, are they really elite? What about being an elite ceramic coating, right? Installer, there's, you go around the groups. I mean, there's plenty of people that claim it. They got their certifications, they wear their badges, and they're elite ceramic coating installers. I mean, give me a break. How many customers actually <laughs> care about your badge? Boom, there you go. <laughs> hmm. well let's let's just ask around the room real quick what how many ceramic coatings do do does everybody apply per week or per month you know let's just go monthly what's what's a monthly average i mean for us we're not much i mean we're we're not the size of nick's operation because i went in a different direction but we still service mostly 100 all maintenance so you know i I don't do a lot of coatings every month. I don't. A handful. It's just the model that we chose. 
Lucas, what about you? How, how many coatings uh, a month do you average? Uh, for three months of the year, I'm not going to do a single coating just because of winter. No matter how much I push, no one wants coatings in the winter, no matter what, what they cost, what they are. But during summer, uh, I think so far this year, I've averaged between six and nine a month. Nice, man. Congrats, Mac. Thank you. Uh, for me, it's the, the bread and butter is all in the in the maintenance. So I'm I'm barely getting into coding. So I've been buying, buying a lot of tray and a lot of dose lately. Um, and we've been having really good luck with it. We're, we're averaging right now about maybe about four, maybe five coatings um, coming up on right now. Cool. Thanks, man. Derek. Um, so right now, I think I'm doing about, like you said, about four or five a month. Um, I, I still do a lot of full details for customers. Um, and then I'm coating some construction equipment too. So I don't really don't count though, but still coating models. So yeah, about four or five probably. So cool. Pretty good. Yeah. That's awesome. Congrats, Dustin. I mean, we're probably around that 10 range, um, on average, some months are better than others. We do a lot of Uno though. That's our number one seller. It, I might pick up a polisher three to five times a month. That's it. Cool. Cooking with Nick went away. All right, Mark. Um, my story is a little bit different. I went through like a huge uh, brand change. Um, so I changed pricing, changed name, changed um, if I was part-time or full-time, all of that. So these last, so compared to last summer, last summer I was probably averaging about like, like eight, eight or nine a month. This summer I'm about probably like anywhere from three to five. Um, yeah, big, big drop this this year, but but yeah, we we went through a lot. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully it just keeps on going up. We actually we were slow for three weeks and then yeah, now we're booked out for this weekend, next week, that weekend, and then the week after that, all codings. Cool. Brian. Uh we're probably 30 to 40. Oh. Cool. Wow. Yeah. All right. I guess everybody else probably in similar, you know, that's we, we don't have to go completely around the room, but we get an idea, right? I mean, coatings are what really we see a lot of people, what we talked about, big ticket prices, but there's generally it's probably what one a week, right? You know, unless you're getting into a bigger shop and starting to really grow or a big mobile service, right? As you, you hear from Dustin and Brian, as, as their numbers got a bit bigger, you know, all good. No problem. Uh, While you're do what? Uno's the ticket. Uno's the ticket. Yeah. Well, yeah, what is, is, uh, it's what people need to move to. I mean, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing install that people are, gonna, if you're missing out on that, you're going to miss out big time. Yeah. I mean, it's a, we, we follow Dustin and, and we've moved into that and it's it's a very good coding to do how many of your unos turn into return for dose and tray so i haven't gateway haven't, drug we just probably started doing them uh i i would say three months ago so i haven't got now i have had clients where i do uno for then they bring me another car and they're like all right let's do a two or two years something more um but it, we haven't we haven't been doing it long enough to get a big return yet. Um, all of my Uno customers always stay Uno customers <laughs> because it doesn't die out. Um, and most of them are trading cars. 
every year to two years anyways. Um, I've got one family that we've literally done 20 plus one year coatings on for this single family. And uh, yeah, so they always stay Uno customers because that particular package is tailored to a certain type of person that likes to trade vehicles often. Um, so they end up staying Uno customers, which Uno for that time period, um, it's not going to wear off and it's going to act just like any other coding in my, in my opinion. Cool. Yeah, but- All right. So we were talking prep. So let's, let's go back and talk a little bit of prep and the amount mm-hmm. of hours that go into the prep work is probably yep. more than the amount of hours that you're going to spend applying the coding, right? <laughs> Follow me. So inside of the prep work, you can actually gain some hours that, you know, can work your way. Maybe you can become the elite prepper, right? <laughs> you can become the elite ceramic coating prepper, right? When you're doing your prep work, one of the things that some of us find, which is not fun to find, it's not fun to find water spots. It's not. Sometimes you do. So when you find a water spot and when you're searching and hunting, a lot of times water spots are like cockroaches. You find one, you know, you're going to have others. <laughs> Ain't a good thing either. So, Lucas. You ever dealt with swelling? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll talk about that. Yeah, good. Okay. I'm glad you brought it up. But we'll, we'll talk about that when we get into the removal. Uh, good, good that you brought it up. But let's real quickly, how do you guys look for water spots? What's your process as you're going around and hunting water spots? And I, I ask this not to say, oh, I just put a light on the car and I walk around. I get it. Let me go in a little bit further. I like to have a light that I can look at the reflection and study the light as I go across the paint. I don't really try and look at the clear coat. I try and look for the reflection in the clear coat. And as I go along, I look to see if there's ever any imperfection when I'm staring at the light as I walk. And if I see something that, right, instead of seeing a straight line of a light and then suddenly there's like a blip in it or like an EKG, right, or a lie detector test, your lie detector test is continuing to go, boop, then there's a little blimp. That's the way I do it. I'm following my light across the paint until I see something change the way that that light is looking. And then I'll focus on the clear coat to try and figure out what it is. And sure enough, it's a water spot. Ooh, not fun. Lucas, what about you? How do you, when you're doing your prep work, how do you look around the car? What is it that you do in a specific way? Well, I was kind of pretty similar process that you just described where I'd walk around carefully with a, like an 18 inch light bar, walk around, but my shop, it wasn't very well lit. And I was struggling with like high spots and stuff on cars when I'd pull them out in the sun to check them over. And then I'd have a high spot here or a couple high spots there that I'd miss just because my lighting isn't built for that. So I just got done installing like uh, 12 LED light bars that are like muted light. They're not focal LEDs. They're um, kind of scattered LEDs that you can see the panel more like it's a cloudy day type light than a, a focalized point of light. So it really helps you look at the paint. Uh, it shines things that shining a too bright of a light in the paint 
hides because it's too bright or not enough light will hide because you're not illuminating it at all. It's a nice happy medium so that you can uh, do that same kind of thing that you described with a light. But now I have them all around the shop so that I can just walk around the car without having to have a light. And oftentimes you can kind of feel it too. I'm, I'm pretty good at feeling water spots if they're bad. Like this truck I just got done prepping today for polishing tomorrow. I was touching the, the glass. Didn't feel like glass. I could feel the kind of almost like scaliness of the water spots on the glass. Yep. And same thing on the paint all around the truck because he has hard water and I could, I could feel the water spots before I even started washing it. Mm. Thanks, man. Mark, I mean, Mac, my bad. Um, so I actually do it when I'm, when I'm using prep, um, you can kind of, when I spray the prep, you can kind of see the difference between the clear coat and, and the water spots. Um, and then when, once I wipe it, sometimes they go away. If not, we go ahead and polish them. Take care of prep them. Meaning like, like, uh, alcohol. okay. Panel prep type. Yeah. Okay. So you've already washed the car. You're actually on the sort of the final stage then if you're using the prep, right? Yeah, I use it either it's with, with prep or um, if I'm not correcting a vehicle, it's like a ceramic quick detailer. Um, usually on wide vehicles, like you see like the lines dripping down and like the mirrors and the door handles and stuff like that. And it's how I usually identify them with, with some some other liquid. Okay, cool, man. That's unique. Thanks. Derek. Um, I usually see them. Um... You could, especially if they're bad, you can see them. At, usually, when you first rinse the vehicle, you a lot of times you'll see them in the hood. Come back and wash the vehicle if you dry it, and I still see like heavy water spots. Um, I'll kind of do what you're saying, Marty, but I'll either have the light or I kind of hold it away from me to kind of like look. It's weird to look into the clear coat, and you can really kind of see because, like Dustin, I don't know, Lucas was saying, you can't if you have that direct light, it's too much. So if you have that where it's a little bit away. I don't have lighting like 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 a Lucas have, but I kind of hold it away, and you can look into the clear coat and be like, okay, look at all these water spots. And then I've been using a lot of um, like wheel cleaners, like acid based ones, and I'll spray them on to kind of eat away, or just get like a, a water spot remover to kind of just get rid of them real quick. Uh, or if they're not too bad and you can't like feel them, but you can definitely see them, I'll usually just wait until I actually do a, a polish on the vehicle, like polish. Usually, get rid of them, and then you can go into your uh, panel light and coating after that. Awesome, thanks, man, Dustin. What's your process for chasing water spots? Oh, man. Uh, so after we wash the vehicle, get it inside or get it up to the uh, finish bay, uh, then we'll wipe it with a uh, wipe and see what happens. Uh, but, man, I, I had uh, the water spot gremlin got me right after you had your issue. And we had a brand-new Kia in, prepped this thing, wiped it down with a hyperclean wipe, and I put a light on it, and man, it looked great. Like, crystal clear paint, no issues. And I'm like, cool, I don't even have to polish this thing. And so we coated the front clip and the driver's side, and when I got back to the rear quarter panel, I looked, and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> all these water spots just started popping up, man. We, had knew, we knew that there were all kinds of water spots on the glass. And uh, so, yeah. So I had all this coated and then these water spots popped up, man. And we were just blowing through this thing. I'm like, well, I got two options here. And I, I went with my gut and I was like, I just blasted around it with a polisher with the finishing pad 
and in about 20 minutes and just had to code it all again. <laughs> so uh, it sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah, definitely. That, so normally that's what you do. You go with polished. That's your, that's your go-to. That's, that's what I yeah. normally will start with too. I'll try and just do yeah. a light polish. See if I can just polish them out. Yeah. I just don't, I, I'm not a big fan of water spot remover. Um, I just think it's easier to blast through it with a polisher. Uh, we've got water spot remover, but even on glass, I'm just not like a huge fan. I, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are there, but I'd just rather break out the polisher. Okay. Cooking with Nick. All right. So if I'm at work at Tesla, um, what I'll usually do is, is I'll start the inspection after the car is washed and fully dried. Um, if I see water spots, um, usually the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start um, Rupes, yellow pad, um, light polish and see if that takes care of it. If it doesn't, I'll bump up to a compound. We've recently removed uh, wheel acid from our arsenal. Um, a lot of people that are coming into my store didn't really know how to use it, right? Um, and we figured it would be best because wheels never really come that dirty. A brand new car with half a mile on it, you know, you don't really need wheel acid to carry crazy brake dust. So we got rid of that to simplify our arsenal and, and, and reduce our, our amount of chemicals that we needed. Um, so I can't really use that anymore. Um, we'll just start with a light polish and, and up the uh, aggressiveness from there as needed. Um, in my personal details outside of work, uh, I do have a water spot remover. I use the Kamikaze water spot remover. Um, I'll start with that. I'll start with the least abrasive stuff. Um, same thing after, after it's washed and fully dried, bump up to the, uh, water spot remover. If that doesn't work, I'll, I'll bump to a light polish and then just scale the aggressiveness from there from polish to compound to whatever I need um, depending on how thick the paint is cool thanks man uh, I would agree I don't know why Tesla rims would need acid either that's probably a really great call yeah they, they don't need acid all right uh, Mark you mentioned swelling um, you know real quick any any ways that you go and you chase water spots and then I, I want to jump into that question that's a, it's a fun one to talk about it's not fun <laughs> um yeah for water spots uh usually what we'll do is um like as soon as you dry the car like as soon as you're finished washing the the car and then you start drying it um sometimes i guess i don't know if it's everybody or just us when you pull the towel sometimes you could see like the outline of water spots um so that's a good indication for us like hey we got some yep. trouble coming up um yeah and then if if we don't do that if we're doing uh like a polish um like at least a one step or something we we don't really we don't really do like i guess i guess we do but we don't like do like an overlook um because we're gonna polish it anyways um so hold on sorry i got distracted um so yeah i mean if, if we see that we know we have something to deal with um but yeah if, if we're doing a wash and coat what we'll do is we'll hold a diffused light, uh, maybe about like six to 12 inches away, like kind of like at chest level. Um, and we'll kind of like scan the paint with that. It's, it's two of us right now. So we don't have to go over the whole car and less, you know, less stress. So just cut the car in half. We both go over it. Sometimes we'll switch sides too. Um, but yeah, our biggest indication is when we're pulling the drying towel, um, we'll see that outline. Cool. Thanks. All right. So you mentioned swelling. This would be interesting because the last two people just talked about 
they like to polish. And listen, I'm similar. You know, the first thing I did and mine, the, the one that Dustin's mentioning that I just recently had an issue with was a Volkswagen that uh, had come in that outside, everything was great. Pulled it inside, went, wow, where'd those come from? Like, never even saw them till I got them inside. And then I had to start chasing them, right? Like, it wasn't fun. The first thing I did was I threw some polish on our, uh, on our finishing pad. It didn't really do a lot. Went to the... Uh, went next to the uh, the one pad, and then I go, you know what? I'm going to throw some compound on here. Compound and our one pad started to remove them, but it didn't seem to always get it all the way, and I go, well, I'm going to have to spend a lot of time on this paint, really trying to heat it up and get this compound going and hopefully get some of these, these removed, and then guess what? There's that whole thought that goes through my head. Ah, shit. What about that damn thing called swelling? Hmm. So I stopped. I went, hey, can't use the compound anymore. And I went to the water spot remover. And that's what I used all the rest of the way. Sometimes it took a couple attempts. And the water spot remover, I have no problem with sitting there working it into a spot, making sure they can get in there. And I'll even set a towel that's soaked in water spot remover sometimes. So it'll stay right there in that area working. So yeah, it, it, it is a possibility of swelling and it's not fun to do. Brian, have you ever swelled? Do you ever know, you ever seen uh, water spots that you start buffing and they look like they're going away, but then the paint begins to swell later and they reappear. Absolutely. Um, we, we don't mess around with them anymore. It's, it's so problematic down by us. Uh, pretty much car comes in, I would say 80%, 90% of the time, we just do water spot removal. Um, it is an upcharge, but I don't sweat it a ton. Like, I don't chase them down to the just the finite of I still see a little something there. Because nine times out of ten, nobody brings me a car and says, I got water spots on it. I want these taken out. It's almost always, I mean, nobody, when I charge them for water spot removal, they're like, what are you talking about? I, and we, of course, take photos of everything and, um, you know, we, we document everything. So they have photos and they can look, but um, it's not something I, I don't kill myself with. I used to, I mean, I, I did used to be like, oh my God, I can still see a, a, you know, the other half of that water spot there or whatever. We just, if I see one water spot, when the car comes in the shop, we just do uh, um, water spot removal to the whole vehicle. We build the customer and it is what it is. Uh, but we don't we don't kill ourselves with it and trying to pop. They start popping up when you're polishing. You're it's what we see. Customers not going to ever see that. They're they're never going to see that water spot um, outside. You know, most majority of the time, unless they complain they have water spots. Then you got to go above and beyond and make sure that car is perfect because they were that customer who complained about the water spot. So it has to be perfect. But most people don't see any of that. You're, you're almost chasing that water spot in your own mind. Um, and you can waste a lot of time doing that. And I've, I waste a lot of time doing it. <laughs> oh, it took me a long time to get out of that. But we, we almost always just do a water spot removal to the vehicle. When it comes in, if I see a couple, I'm like, all right, Water spot removal to the vehicle. Let's clean it up. Uh, we don't do glass. I don't even bother with glass. 
Uh, it's not even something I offer anymore because it's, you got to charge so much to, I send them to a glass company. If they want water spots out of their glass, we just send them to a glass company and they can do it. Uh, it's not worth tying the shop up for. But um, water spots are a thing that we see a lot. Customers don't see a lot. And if they have water spots, the majority of the time they're going to come right back because they, they put those water spots in there, whether it's a sprinkler system, they're not drying the car, they're, you know, and if they didn't complain about it, they are completely okay with it. They don't see them. You know, it's just one of those things. That is interesting perspective. We hear that about scratches, but I haven't heard somebody say that about water spots, but it does make sense. I mean, if they didn't see them and didn't say anything about them, that means that it's part of their regular routine. Right. Huh? So yeah, are you coding, are you coding over water spots? I don't, we, I mean, like I said, we, we do a water spot removal, but I'm automatically, not, I, I think you said that, right? Like it's an auto charge. You don't even give the customer the option that they just automatically nope. get charged extra. They get charged. They get, it's, it's in our, it's pretty much in everything that we, we sell, whether we're our booking and everything like that. It says water spot removal is this price and it, it is just what it is. And I've not had a customer balk at it and, you know, tell me I'm not paying for water spot removal because I, I didn't have water spots. I mean, it's just they trust us. That's why they're there. And, you know, it, it is what it is. And um, I mean, but yes, we do coat over water spots if you want to say it to a certain extent when I still see them like, yeah, there's still some water spots in it, but I, I see it and half my text still you see it you know they're they're like are you uh yeah, yeah. you know but it's uh, you have to move on you have to you're here to make money you're not here to you know this this car isn't going to uh um you know to a show <laughs> be inspected by other detailers cool thanks man yeah like i said good perspective it's different than we've heard before so thanks man community uh wes are you there you're not yeah. there can you hear me Hey, there we are. Sorry, I was muted earlier because I was running a polisher. I didn't <laughs> want to blow up everybody's ears. We're grateful, Dustin especially. <laughs> Better than Olive Garden. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, do you chase water spots or what do you do? I think it depends. Uh, I mean, if they're if they're terrible and they're obvious, like it just makes the paint look chalky um then i think it's something you need to talk to you know the person that's paying you um like my whole thing is like what is that what are their expectations what do they want are they like oh it has water spots can you you know can you do something about it or if they're just like hey i, I want you to make my car shiny you know i i like to ask people what do you see you know do you see scratches do you see water spots do you just want it to be shinier or whatever. Um, I think it depends on the severity. Like if, like I said, if it's just, if it's super obvious and it just looks terrible, then I probably go after it with um, a water spot remover first and see what that does. And if that's satisfactory, just roll with it and don't go through extra cutting the clear because if they're terrible, then they're deep and they might be all the way into the clear and you're just not going to, you're never gonna totally get rid of them and, until you get rid of the clear coat eventually from compounding on it or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's a big depends. It's not a, 
exciting answer, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but the way you yeah. delivered it was definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. What are you work? Is that what are you working on? I'm uh, just coat, coating the windshield on the Z. I put Trey on it over the weekend. Y'all saw that. Um, yeah. So just coating the windshield with a uh, old glass coating I had sitting in the cabinet. Why not? So, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Cool, it man. came from it came from Vegas land, and uh, it it got. You know, it's got some little glitter pitting in it uh that you can only see when you're driving it in the sun so i'm like well if i slap a coating on it maybe the resin will feel a little bit of the pitting who knows i just yeah. like having a hydrophobic windshield anyway i don't like using wipers i'm so, with you, know. you man i'm with yeah. you absolutely yeah so joe clean uh we're talking about chasing water spots how do you how do you find water spots how do you chase them what's your process uh, well, my process is I actually look, even in the bright sun, I would look slanted, like I would look down the paint. So like, say, for instance, I'm looking at the headlight. From the headlight, I'll look down the panel to the side view mirror. So that's how I kind of would find it if it's really faint and do the same thing to the hood. But I don't chase water spots unless the customer is saying that's what they came in there for. But if it's noticeable, because I believe in anything that's under that coating, it's a wrap until the warranty, quote unquote. Uh, so if it's a one year, you're not getting those water spots out until. So um, how I handle it is I have pure, when I say I have pure acid, I have pure acid and I cut it four gallons of water to one gallon of acid. And I literally will foam up the car and I will spray the mint with acid and I would actually wash it. And as I'm going around the car, it's breaking down all the calcium minerals or whatever the crap that's in the water uh, from the sprinklers. Um, so matter of fact, I got a truck coming in tomorrow for 249 just to remove the water spots off the glass. And then I'll do a regular detail on it for 185. So I will probably get that done in like an hour and a half tomorrow, just between washing it with acid. So the water spots that's, that he can see in the glass, is on a white truck and I'll do the whole truck with the acid. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So that's how I get it out. Yes, sir. All right, Derek, I believe it's time. It's time for the tab out question of the night. All right, guys. So this one, listen, if you can't answer this on the podcast, make up a good story. So this is a, it's going to be an interesting one. So, if you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? <laughs> when I was a mobile detailer, I got accused a couple times from random people, not necessarily family, because they all knew what I was doing, but then other people that came in my life that might be around me saw a bunch of random cash and random checks and some people ask me, you, you do a little gigolo on the side? I'm like, no, nah, man, I, I clean cars. I'm like, Are you sure? A lot of cashiers, a lot of personal checks here. I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't work the sausage for money. I don't, huh? What about you, Lucas? If people, uh, 
people thought you got arrested, what would they think you got arrested for? No, you're mute. You're mute. Probably some form of some form of traffic crime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Traffic crime. All right, Mac. Oh man, I don't know. Um, Probably street racing. Probably street racing. We used to do that. Street racing. Street racing. (laughs) All right. Good one, good one. Dustin? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, definitely like, good. Definitely something traffic-related and getting mouthy. <laughs> <It's an officer>. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling coal on people. No, no, I, I, I'm not that jackass. But <laughs> defi- definitely traffic-related and probably my mouth. Mm. As he goes and grabs a beer, so he must have been there before. <laughs> yeah, a few times. <laughs> it's what it is. I've gotten close. I haven't been arrested, though, so that's a plus. That is a plus. That is a plus. Cooking with Nick. 100% something traffic or car related. My best guess would be uh, exhibition of speed or reckless driving. Um, if I'm on the interstate at 11.30 p.m., there's a very likely chance I'm doing a 130 plus mile an hour pull. Um, um, oh, so your mom's yeah, right there. Be careful. <laughs> or I'm, I'm, I'm being rowdy in city streets because there's no traffic and I can. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of cops around at night. So it, th- those two don't go well together, being rowdy at night and cops. So definitely no, something car related. Yeah. Mark. Yeah, I'd like to say uh, street racing myself, but I, I, just, I actually just called my girlfriend in here. I was like, hey, what do you think I'd ever get arrested for? Or uh, I'll let her tell you guys. What do you think I'd be arrested for? Probably fraud. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> Probably fraud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, if any of my clients hear this, there's not pertaining to detailing, I swear. <laughs> that's funny that's funny good one i'm glad she's around we get the true answer yeah man i was gonna next time i'll call my mom in here and see what she thinks (laughs) all right brian what about you i would say public intoxication (laughs) (laughs) we are we're in a city and there's a lot of fun beyond the streets (laughs) definitely definitely uh, Wes, what about you? Speeding. <laughs> I don't. I. I would. You know. I, I. I. I was never much of a street racer person because when somebody wants to run you, it's never a good time. It'll be like five p.m. somewhere, and you're just like, no, this isn't. This is dumb. So I was never much of a street racer. Um, but it probably be similar to nick like it would be really late on uh nick will know 840 in the middle of nowhere um yeah so i just kind of do it on my own time when i feel like it's a good idea and there's not cops around and my radar detector's not going off i'll you know i'll wrap it around one time but you 
end up seeing somebody, you know, cops sitting on the side of the interstate or whatever. And it's happened a couple of times and they weren't looking, thankfully. But yeah. Definitely. Definitely thankful. Joe Clean. Thank you for not leaving me for last. Okay, with my response. So if I went to jail without explanation, what would somebody think I went to jail for? It's because I'm black. <laughs> DWB, driving while black. Okay. <laughs> it's a racist joke, but that's what they said in the past. I've seen nobody laughing, but okay. Yeah, I know. That's exactly. I'm like, yeah. I don't Joe, know that's one of those you're not sure if you're supposed to laugh until. <laughs> yeah, we're not sure. Yeah, we're not like, to laugh I'm not allowed to laugh, man. Come on. <laughs> what are you saying? Exactly. Like, we don't know how serious you are until you go, nobody's laughing. We go, okay, cool. We can yeah, laugh. Exactly. Well, yeah, I was like, damn, I was going to spice it up a little bit, but I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to go straight to it. <laughs> just get to it. Yeah. So that's my response. <laughs> All right. Derek, good question. What's your answer? The wife, the wife found out you were in jail. What, what was the reason? Oh, I probably was drinking, got real drunk and jumped over someone's fence. <laughs> And you and Brian, huh? decided to uh, sit on their lawn chairs to stave off the hangover. Cause I've, I almost did get arrested one time, but I, I escaped. So, but the guy came out and we're like, oh shit. And I just jumped right able to get over the fence. And then that was it. But, uh, so she probably was like, yeah, I figured that's what he did. Sounds like I found my MTP partner. Hardy, oh, I might get arrested for touching this car in public. Cause it's so slick. <laughs> I we talked about that. We talked about the one podcast. See the guy touching the car too seductively. You're like, sir, uh, what uh, are you doing with that car? Like, yeah, make sure you. Yeah, I always make sure I coat the door handle so you know when you open the door, it's like. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can get your feeling, you huh? Yeah, it's your feeling. Listen, I used to tell people when they'd pick up their cars, and especially even we would, you know, we got into polishing and putting down a lot of protection early on, and you could, I mean, you coating or other protections you know you, you get, yeah sealants you could get people yeah. and they were they were smooth people would love to touch the car you know if, if you got it clayed and polished and cut and everything was out and you put down a ceiling i mean car felt amazing and we always had people touching cars it really hasn't been until coatings where people were like don't touch your car like we always had people touch the car i hell i even told people to give you a chubby if you touch it too long so i i'm <laughs> with you there wes i get it you know this is clean. car washing car yeah. washing in oklahoma man it, it is what it is you do things to get laughs out of people all the time and you know that's, that's the way we did we had a fun car wash mac you were saying or mark you were saying what use the back of your hand yeah like with coatings and stuff like after if it's like a clay and seal like we'll just tell people like touch it it feels dope like it feels cool like people love it but like if it's like a fresh coated car um, I usually just like, yeah, you could touch it, but just try to use the back of your hand, less, less hand oils, you know, if it's fresh, but I think that's just me being like me and my partners being extra, you know, Brian, do people like to touch their boats after you coat them? Uh, no, it's not, it's weird. Like, you know, I mean, a car, everybody's got to touch that front, the front quarter panel, the front driver's side quarter panel, everybody's got to walk up and put their hand on that damn thing. Um, Boats, boat people are weird. They don't care. They just they pick it up, they stick it in the water, they destroy it. That's what they do. Yeah. 
They just want to well, be able to hose it off when they take it out. Yeah, car people are. Pretty I mean, much. car man, they got to put their hand on that quarter panel. I'm like, Jesus, come on. <laughs> Does nobody else? I mean, I, I don't. I, that's just that's that's a fun part of the conversation. Is why I kept rolling with it because it is a thing. There's some people who are like, no, you can never touch a car. Like, I don't mind. I, I don't. I've never really. I guess because my, you know, the clientele that I'm going to work with, I don't, you know, that car's not going to some show. They're probably, you know, they'll probably run a car duster over it at some point. You know, it, you got to love when you're mobile detailing, you, you see the car duster sitting right next to it in the garage. You know, I mean, it is what it is. So I, I I've never, I've never really told people they couldn't touch their car, but I, I know it's a thing. Like some people are like, no, you can never touch your car. I don't tell them not to touch it, but you can just instantly, I mean, like, like you said, you can see the, I mean, once they touch that quarter, you can see the oils in their hand. It leaves that smear on the quarter. And I'm just like, and then they're kind of like, you got some customers that they're, they'll, they'll start rubbing on like, well, what's that? I'm like, well, let's you know, just freaking put oils on the paint, man. It's like, and then they start rubbing on it. And I'm like, come on. Man. Just, all right. Come on. And then you're like, why the hell I spend any time on this car? <laughs> This, this is why you don't do polishing. You just do Uno, <laughs> cleaning it. <laughs> that, that's Dustin's reason. He was too busy. He was getting in trouble for rubbing all over people's cars all the time after <laughs> he was done. Like yeah. that was, I, I heard that was one reason he, people thought he was going to get locked up. He was rubbing on cars <laughs> so much. No, my wife was mad that I wasn't coming home because too busy polishing cars. Thought maybe <laughs> the mailman was stopping by the house, you know? Oh, God. So I, I, I stopped polishing cars so I could, you know, be home more and make sure the mailman stayed away. Details yeah. of the new pool boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Hey, where's Alex? He said he was going to be on tonight. Speaking of the, the detailing pool boy. <laughs> yeah, Derek, he had some funny stories, didn't he? Oh, my God, Alex. used to tell some. I'll be like, Alex, I don't know about the customers. If they pay good, okay, but I wouldn't be. He's uh, out there. Bending over, touching the bottom parts of the car, making sure the guy's looking. I'm like, Alex, uh, if it got tips well, I guess so, but uh uh. <laughs> Lucas, do you rub on cars? <laughs> rub on cars? Uh, I guess, kind of what I do for a living. Man, that, that should have been the tap out question. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes or no? Do you rub on cars? Rub on cars. <laughs> no, afterwards, you know, after you're done, you know, do you? You cuddle oh. it up, or do you just like say get out? Well, I mean, you know, I if you finish up a, a paint that's hammered and full of shit, and then you get clay bar on there, maybe polish it up a little bit, get something nice and slick on it. Of course, you want to rub your hand over it a little bit, see it, you know, if, yeah. slick paint Whoa. that's nice and glassy. That's 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 like crack mm. to a detailer. Mm. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. Make you cream your khakis if you're not careful. Cream your khakis. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. If you're not careful. Yeah. Uh, you know, one guy that's careful is old Mac. He is not rub on cars at all. Not even the slightest. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think so. All right, guys. That was a fun uh community pub. Thanks so much for having a beer with me. Lucas, it's always a pleasure. Mac, good to see you, and thanks for inviting Mark. I think, Mark, you said Mac invited you, so thanks well, I, so much. I invited him, so. I don't know about that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Glad you guys could make it. 
Dustin Derek, great tab out question. Dustin, always a pleasure, man. Glad to see you getting away from that bush latte. It's, it's even better every time. <laughs> Cook with Nick. We'll go check out uh, the photo, see how the meal turned out. It's underscore grooms. Brian, man, pleasure. Good to see you. Been what, a month or so? So come on back. Don't be a stranger, man. Good to see you. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy, but appreciate you taking the time out tonight to come hang out with us. Wes, glad to see you got everything finished up on your, uh, your ride. And we look forward yes, to sir. seeing more pictures. And Joe Clean made it in for the end. Better late than never. That's what I always say. All right, guys. Have a great night. Enjoy. You too, buddy. See you. See you. All right. Peace out. Peace. Hello, this is Marshall. And oh, what a fun community pub. It's always a pleasure. Always blast having good talk with community. And listen, I'm curious. Curious about something. So let me ask you a question. You think of the next years? What do you want to invest your time in? How many hours are you going to spend? Are you going to make that elite status? Are you going to invest 10,000 hours into something? What is it that you want to be elite at? They come interact with us over at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. I will put that question there in the feed. I come interact. Tell us, what is it that you want to be elite at? What are you going to spend? 10,000 hours trying to perfect. It's going to be a big task. You up for it? What is it you're going to do? It's going to be a fun discussion. Come join us at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. Hey, this is Marshall, and I hope you make it a great day.